0: 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I want to ask you the question I asked when we launched AWPC 2.0 a few years ago. And I asked it in the messenger in my article, which I know you have memorized by now, you've had a week. What's new with you? You may be seated. Now, at the beginning of every year, every marketing agency in the, co- in the world and every good business is reeling you in to try to get you to do something new to make yourself a better you. I'm not here to echo their voice. I'm here to preach the Word of God who gave us a new day every day. His mercies are new every morning. He created monthly changes, a new moon, seasonal changes, and the festivities that Old Testament Israel enjoyed throughout the course of their year. And the idea of beginning a brand new year. The Bible said when they came out of Egypt, this will be the beginning of days for you. This is going to be the beginning of a brand new start for you. I think it's important to never grow cynical or kind of give up on the idea that you can be better in 2020 than you were in 2019. After all our wise creator, programmed into everything he created, every living thing, the ability to be renewed. For example, an old snake slithering on the ground has this process of shedding its skin. It bumps its nose up against a rock or a stick or between two sharp objects and That skin that is already stretched tight splits and begins to roll back as he wiggles himself between a tight place. You know, sometimes growth comes through a tight spot, right? And that snake pulls his skin inside out like you taking a sock off from the top down. And that snake's vision is renewed because the ocular scales come off. And that snake is able to experience a new season of growth crustaceans like crabs and crawfish and lobsters molt their shell and if you catch one a few hours after it's molted you might get a soft shell crab which is a delicacy but God enabled them with that exoskeleton to shed it and grow something new so they would not be stuck in the old birds molt their feathers deciduous trees shed their leaves in the fall, and bring on new growth in the spring. But what about people? Physiologically, God gave us the ability to be physically, organically renewed. We're not snakes or crabs, although I've seen some people who are crabby. And I've seen some people who are crooked. But God gave us the ability to physically renewed. For example, while you're not a snake, you do shed your skin. All 25 square feet of it, about 600,000 particles of skin or 1.5 pounds of skin are shed over the course of a year. And in 70 years of living, you'll lose about 105 pounds of skin, give or take a pound or two, depending on how much skin it takes to cover you. Humans shed and regrow their outer skin cells about every 27 days. About a thousand new skins in a lifetime. Scientists estimate that our bodies contain between 75 to 100 trillion cells. And these cells have different lifespans depending on their function and where they are in our body. They can live anywhere from a few days up to a year. Cells in your digestive tract live for a few days. Immune system cells may live up to six weeks. Pancreatic cells can live up to a year. 300 million cells in your human body die every minute. While I'm preaching this message, the longer I preach, the more dies off in you, which is a great idea. Don't panic about the cell loss. You don't need them. They're either superfluous it's time for them to go. It's time for something new to grow in your life. In fact, your physical health depends on the judicious use of certain kinds of cell death called apoptosis, where cells are programmed to die. During this apoptosis process, a cell shrinks and pulls away from its neighbors. Then the surface of the cell appears to begin to boil. Fragments break away and bubbling like a pot of boiling water. The DNA in the nucleus condenses and breaks into regular size fragments all by itself. This entire cell disintegrates. There is a cellular cleanup crew that comes along and mops up the remains. These cells come prime. They are born with this process of apoptosis, Inside of them, they know that they are not to live forever, that there is a time for them to die. So this is all tucked away like a set of sheathed knives until a signal inside or outside that cell tells that cell that it is time to go. And there is initiated a cascade of carefully coordinated events that culminate in a pain-free excision of that cell. But if they only died, then you would die. But God also programmed in another process called mitosis, a new type of cell division that replaces the old. That's what God did in your mortal body. And two new daughter cells are produced by that process of mitosis. Our skin and hair cells are renewed via a continuous process or cycle of apoptosis and mitosis, and this happens over and over throughout the systems of your body. But I have learned that while physiologically people are renewed automatically by what God programmed in, sometimes spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, people do not go through a similar process of taking care of killing the old and birthing the new. And I have come today to challenge you to allow there to be the death of the past, good or bad, so that there can be the birth of the new. The Apostle Paul said, I let go of the past, I reach forth to the future. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But you cannot take hold of the future until you let go of the past. I might as well say it now, that you need to repent of old sins. You need to forget old grudges that you've been holding. You need to let go of the people that have wronged you. You need to forgive them as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. If you are going to be renewed as a person, you've got to die to the old. And now is a good time to let it happen in your life. The Bible said we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And what happens naturally needs to happen spiritually. I want to make sure you understand that I'm not just preaching to the body of the church I'm speaking to you individually and I'm looking at myself in the mirror of the Word of God because I am well aware that a church can be healthy while a member of that church can be unhealthy spiritually. A church can have a corporate revival where God allows the church generally and corporately to grow While people inside that church shrivel up, die spiritually, and walk away from God. Over 24 years of serving as pastor here, I've watched some people come and I've watched other people go. And I will tell you, it is not because they were better than anyone else. It was not because they were tougher or stronger. But somebody has to get an understanding that you've got to die to the old and let something new be birthed in you if you're going to survive until Jesus comes back to take you home to live with him. The process of the death of the old So there can be the birth of the new I want to speak to you about Two concepts today Two words They are biblical words But you should understand them The first word is regeneration And the second word is renewal Spiritually and biblically Regeneration is also called the new birth. And it is the transformation of a person where God forgives the sins of an old sinner and he puts his life in them and they become a spiritually living soul. That is what regeneration is all about. God transforms a dead sinner into a living saint. The Bible also calls this the new birth, this instantaneous change from death to life, the new birth of a soul. In the book of Titus chapter 3, verse 5, Paul wrote about regeneration. He said, we're not saved by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Regeneration and renewing what must take place in our life. Now regeneration is that initial salvation experience. I told you it's also called the new birth. There is a Jewish leader who came to Jesus at night. He was afraid of his peers and what they would think of him. And he said, Jesus, we know, we know, we've got it all figured out, that you're a teacher come from God. No man can do the miracles that you do unless God is with him. But he's kind of supposing, I'm this Jewish leader. I'm, of the, I'm a descendant of Father Abraham. I've got a pedigree that privileges me. And I'm in the kingdom of God Because of my first birth That's the presumption That Nicodemus came to Jesus with But in John chapter 3 verse 3 Jesus said to him Except a man be born again He cannot enter or see The kingdom of God Now Nicodemus is confused He wants to know How an older person can be born Can he enter A second time into his mother's womb And be born He doesn't understand that Jesus Is not talking biology He's talking spirituality And so he explains this a little further In John 3 verse 5 Verily, verily I say unto thee Except a man or woman Be born of water And of the spirit He cannot enter Into the kingdom of God. You have to be born again. And this new birth. Has a component of water. And it has a component. Of spirit. In the same way. That if you were born by natural birth. There was the breaking of the water. And you were born of the water. And then you took your first breath. And you were born of the spirit. In the Bible. The Greek the word spirit is pneuma or breath. When God created Adam from the dust of the ground, he breathed into him the breath of life, and then an an animate Adam became a living soul. And so when a person is born of water and then spirit, they become a spiritually alive person. That is what regeneration is. And unless you are born again Or regenerated, you cannot see, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Regeneration is essential to salvation. And the Apostle Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that verse we read at the beginning. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things are passed away, Behold, all things are become new. Now, this is how it happens. Before you come to Christ, you live in sin. You live by the cultural codes of the world around you. You're separated from the life of God. You are without hope in the world. You are, as the Bible says, an alien from the family of God. But when you get in Christ, Christ gets in you. And when he gets in you, you become a new creation. This is an amazing thing. Because getting in Christ, being born again, being regenerated, these are synonyms, is something powerful and spiritual, and there is nothing else like it anywhere in the world. It is not just studying Jesus. It is not just making a decision for Jesus. It is not joining a church or finding a place to serve in ministry. But it is a spiritual experience where Christ gets in you and you now are in him and you are a new creation. Now this is an amazing thing. I can imagine Paul writing or dictating this letter And as he is, he gets to this place where the inspiration of the Spirit is on him. And he writes, if any man be in Christ, he is what? What's the next thing that is going to happen? He's a better man. He's going to treat his spouse better. He's a good citizen. How is God going to describe the change that takes place when a person is born again or regenerated? And God speaks to Paul, and he uses the word new creation it is new species it is something that has never existed before it harkens back to genesis when in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and by the power of the word he spoke into the nothingness of the universe and he said let there be light and there was light And when there is new birth, God speaks into the darkness of sin and the impossibility of where you are. And he makes you something that you could never become on your own. I'm here to declare to you that God is ready today to make you brand new. Something you've never been before. Something you could never become on your own. He wants you to become a new creation in Christ. Something that has never existed and can never exist Outside this relationship with Jesus Christ Man can only rearrange what God has created Churches as a human body of people can teach and train and help We can connect you to a small group, which we'll be doing in February. We can help you every practical way possible. But I cannot make you a new creation. And this church cannot make you a new creation. So it is more than joining a group of people and calling yourself a Christian, It is Jesus Christ coming on the inside, changing you on the outside, making you something that you have never been before. He gives you a new life and makes you a new creation. New views, new motives, new values and principles by which to live. New objectives, a new destiny in life, being born again. And the writer John said that when Jesus came to his own and his own received him not, but to as many as received him... To them gave he power to become the sons of God. You see, you cannot just join Christ or the church. He's got to give you the power to become the sons of God. That's why Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believeth. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, how bad you may have been. The power of God can make you a new Creation It changes you From the inside out That's why Every time we can We celebrate New believers in Jesus Christ Every baptism Every person receiving the gift Of the Holy Ghost That's why we say please take two Make sure you go to welcome to the family Connect to a small group We want you to know that the most important reason this church exists is to connect a lost soul to a living Savior so they can find new life and a new home in heaven one day. That is why we exist. Everything else is subservient to our mission as a church, being in Christ. And there is no other moral change that exists On the face of the planet, outside of that, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things become new. That is the clarity of the Bible. You see, when you become a new creation... You know it for the very first time because you speak in a language you never learned. You speak with a new tongue that comes as God prompts you to speak in a language that you never learned. I told you it's supernatural. You say, how can you speak in a new language? The same way you can live a new life by the power of the Holy Spirit that comes inside of you. You don't just have to change and reform on your own. You're regenerated. You're changed. You have the power to live a new life because God gives you a new nature that is from above and not from beneath. The Bible said that He's given us a new name, that we walk in a new and living way by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have a new song to sing, a new life to live, a new eternal destiny in a new Jerusalem. In fact, the Bible said, by the Lord, I make all things new. So wouldn't this be a good day to let there be a death of the old and a birth of the new in your life? Let it happen to you today. Everybody say regeneration. regeneration. That's new birth. That's salvation. That's when you initially come to God. And it takes place when you obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is very simple in the Bible to understand what happens when you come to the Lord and are changed and are given a brand new nature. I didn't read it in my notes earlier, but on the day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church, when people asked in response to the preaching of the apostle Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? He said to them, repent And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is dying to your old nature by asking God to forgive you of your sins. It is a change of heart, mind, and life direction away from sin and toward God. Baptism in the name of Jesus Christ Is the burial of your old life It is saying goodbye to yesterday And hello to tomorrow And a brand new light The Bible said that we are buried with him Jesus Christ By baptism And then when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost We interchangeably say the Holy Spirit That is the power of of God that revolutionizes you and that process of regeneration is consummated in your life. The Bible said that he justifies us. He makes us just as if You've never sinned. You might have been the worst person in the world when you walked in the door today. But when you leave, your life can be just as if you had never sinned. While I'm preaching right now, why don't you ask God to forgive you of your sins? Why don't you make up your mind that it is time to walk away from an old life that is leading you to hell? Before you leave today, let us baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. We've got warm, clean water, changing rooms, baptistry garments. We're ready for you to take the name of Jesus in baptism today. And by the way, you say, well, I was baptized. Well, I want to ask you, what did they say? Did they call the titles of God over you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? I know you meant well, and I'm sure they meant well. But we're not buried with them. We're buried with him by baptism into death. My baptism is burial with Jesus Christ. So when we baptize you, we will say upon the confession of your faith and in obedience to the word of God, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a promise, amen. And if it has ever happened to you, why don't you stand and thank God right now that you have experienced the regenerating, life changing new birth experience of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Please be seated. So, regeneration, one time experience. I know people. Drift away from God like the prodigal son And come back And they're disinherited And then that inheritance is renewed We believe in the power of that But regeneration is that experience Of first coming to God And it's a wonderful thing But what about renewal I know people In my lifetime Who initially were saved But seem to never move past that They're They're stuck in a Protracted spiritual infancy You say how can that happen I know how it happens But the Bible said it does happen When the writer of Hebrews said I want to tell you stronger things But you're still children You can't bear Paul would say that I want to tell you deeper things But you're still stuck back there Just on the bottle like you were When you were first born So what I'm saying today is not just out in left field. It's not for someone else. It's for me and it's for you because we can reach a place where we spiritually plateau And we become carnal and crusty and we revert back to our old sins and our old ways. As the Bible says, like a pig that returns to the wallowing in the mud and like a dog that returns back to its vomit. There are people who are Christians who are living like sinners. My message today is to help get everyone saved and then help us not just stay saved but continually be renewed In the Holy Ghost Now right about now Human nature is Well check out here I don't need that I sure hope brother so and so Is listening to the pastor right now Because they sure need this sermon Sister you know who She really needs to hit that altar Right away today I don't even know if she should take communion You better get rid of that magnifying glass And grab you a mirror real fast (laughs) Smile when you say that (laughs) Renewal is vital to your spiritual health and growth It affects you emotionally, spiritually, mentally It affects you relationally We all need renewal You know this principle is so common in nature you know, snakes and crabs and birds molt their feathers and physiologically we shed our skin. God programmed that in. But spiritual renewal is not automatic. It takes effort on our part to make sure we go through this process of dying to the old and letting it go so God can allow something new to grow in us. And the growth takes personal effort a prayer an interaction with the word of God, a personal devotion of involvement in a ministry where God has gifted us and positioned us to bless the body of Christ. But I have known people who allowed frustrations to fester like a boil in their life and they had a spiritual infection that eventually became a cancer and the malignancy caused them to die spiritually. I've seen people that allow bitterness to build up in their life because they would not forgive the person or persons who wronged them. There are others who allow the tasks of life, the toils, all the pressures that are around us every day to get inside of us and drag us down and make us like we used to be, returning to a life that we abandoned when we found Jesus Christ. I know people that are always burned out need another day off even though they just had one Need another vacation even though they just came back from one They deserve a break today but they can't seem to find their spiritual footing What I have observed in my own life that pressures come and go That people in the Bible often failed in times of low pressure like the day that David did not go to war. And sometimes the worst battle is after a time of victory in your life. Take heed when you... You stand lest you fall There are some people that get at ease In Zion as the Bible said And spiritually complacent And they can't figure out What is wrong with them I tell you you may need another day off Or a longer vacation But probably what you need Is another encounter with Jesus Christ You need his spirit to renew you From the inside out When I was 30 years old I read a book Called Order in Your Private World Gordon McDonald wrote about the sinkhole syndrome You see the ground it looks like it's level and good And then suddenly there's a cave in there And sinkholes occur when underground streams drain away in seasons of drought. And I have learned that when the pressure is getting to me, it is not the pressure on the surface that is the problem. It is a lack of water on the inside. What I need is not a break from the pressure. What I need is a break to get with God so He will strengthen me and then He will allow me to be renewed in the spirit of my mind uh, that His power would come in me and give me the ability to resist the devil and have the strength To go another mile Renewal must be continuous In our life Renewal means to make fresh and new To begin again with new force or enthusiasm The apostle Paul Spoke about this outward nature Our human nature That perishes He said that God has put this treasure Of the Holy Spirit In an earthen vessel Like a clay pot that is holding a lot of money. So God has this, there's this weird thing it seems where we have something so powerful living in something so frail and fragile. And Paul said our our outward man perishes. He said that we're under pressure, persecution, perplexed, persecuted, struck down. It feels, he said, like we're always bearing about the dying Of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that his life would also be manifest in us. But look at 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause for all of those things. We faint not. But though our outward man perish. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I have seen people grow more cynical. As they've gotten older. But I've seen some of the most fresh beautiful spirits inside the elders of this church where they allow God over and over and over and maybe they can't jump as high as you or shout as loud as you maybe they can't go as many hours as you but they've got a renewed spirit and their spirit is more fresh today than it was yesterday or the day before I'm calling you to a renewal that changes you over and over again Solomon Ecclesiastes wrote about old age what it does to you you know the aging process working in us it's a mystery they say there's clues but no conclusions as why we age the old supple skin of a baby starts thinning and Becoming more brittle as you get older. The high pitched sounds around you, like that mosquito sound, goes away, like those teenagers that had mosquito sounds on their phones, so their parents couldn't hear them. Remember that? Our joints compress and vertebrae lose fluid and start shrinking as we get older. God help me if I get much shorter. Your metabolism slows and muscles atrophy and give way to flaccid flesh and fat. You know, boy, it's the pits, right? Vision over time can gradually blur and hearing. The Bible talks about all this. Your bones become less dense and more brittle. It's a bummer for your body, right? They say getting old is not for sissies. I took this out of my notes from, I'd used it in the past, but I remember a day we were having a joy group meeting back in the fellowship hall and we were singing old songs, and Sister Elizabeth Taylor was there. Her mind was just about gone. She could not communicate a complete conversation with you but she sat in that little gathering where we sang old hymns of the church. And I watched the Spirit of God come on that old aging, dying saint. She began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit came on her. She was like a newborn baby in Christ that day because her outward nature was perishing, but her inner nature was renewed day by day. Hey, I want to ask you, what's new with you? What's going on between you and Jesus? Jesus, To renew you day by day Day by day by day The psalmist saw this process Portrayed in the life of an eagle Psalm 103, 5 He satisfies thy mouth with good things So that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's How is an eagle's youth Renewed, well somebody said they banged their beak on a rock But that's not really probably what he had in mind He had in mind this periodic molting of an eagle's plumage An adult eagle has about 7,000 feathers And they fall out in rotation fashion, thank God not all at one time And about once a year the plumage of that eagle is renewed One falling feather, one new growing feather at a time. That eagle instinctively knows, just it's programmed biologically into the eagle that there has to be out with the old to make room for the new. Can I tell you that there's some old stuff that has got to go if something new is going to grow in you? You may think you're okay, but I'm here to let you down today and tell you that there's some stuff about you and some things about me that I need to let go of, repent of, change in my life. I've got to let go of yesterday. I've got to let go of some things so something new can grow in me. Amen. The eagle can't grow new feathers Until it sheds the old And that old feather is like a It's a dead structure It's like your fingernails or your hair It's made of protein keratin And these feathers can't heal themselves You've just got to get rid of them It's like the Bible saying That you've got to put off the old nature And put on the new It's a continual renewal process Regeneration that happened to you when you first were saved, was a wonderful, life-changing, miraculous experience. But I found, and you know, that renewal is also supernatural. It is also something that we cannot do on our own. It is something that we allow God to do in us, to see the old replaced with the new. An eagle can live from 30 to 40 years But when that eagle draws its last breath, it will not be sporting 30 or 40-year feathers It will probably be sporting feathers that are not much more than one year old because all through his life it shed the old and it grew the new. What about you? You've lived for God a while, but would you let there be a freshness? Would you return to your first love? Would you let God let a fresh passion for the power and the presence of Jesus Christ Come into you, amen Are you tired of being stoic in worship? Are you tired of not breaking through And speaking in tongues? Aren't you tired of a self-contained life? Aren't you ready for something new To happen in you? What is molting off of you And what is growing new in you? The prophet Isaiah saw this happening. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28. I'd like the worship team to come give us hope. Isaiah 40, 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching His understanding. God never gets tired. But we do. And this passage tells us how His strength becomes ours. He said, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increaseth strength. If you feel faint today, if you feel like you have no spiritual power working in you, there is a God who never grows tired, and He always has more power and strength to give. Isaiah said, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. People who try to live their lives on their own, even though they're young, and they rejoice in their strength, and they say, I've got this, I can do this, I've got the intellect, I've got the ability, I've got the business acumen, I don't need anybody to help me succeed, I can do this on my own. But Isaiah saw through the power of God's word that even young people burn out. Unfortunately, young successful stars take their lives in suicide immerse themselves in drugs and all kinds of addictions because they've just reached the end of themselves. And Isaiah said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles that have been through this molting process of shedding the old, growing the new, They have strength that comes from continual renewal. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Now from this verse, I grew up singing a song. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Thank you, Jesus. In the original language of this passage Waiting upon the Lord Carries the connotation Of an exchange While I am in the presence of God I did this on Friday night a Youth Convention I sit here with all these teenagers And I just said Lord here I am I'm a worshiper today I'm not preaching tonight I just want to worship you I need your strength physically in my life And I just Exchange my weakness for his strength. They that wait upon the Lord, they that get in his presence, give him their weakness. And he imparts to them his incredible supernatural strength. What's what's new with you? You cannot be born again again. But you can birth healthy habits. You can take control of your time. You can let your treasure determine the direction of your heart. You can seek first the kingdom of God in 2020. You can allow Jesus Christ to renew you. You have at your seat a communion cup. And communion looks back to the death of Jesus Christ. His sacrifice on the cross for your sins. But it looks ahead to His coming. As often as you drink this, you show the Lord's death till He comes again. This is a sacred covenant covenant. Ceremony or action of the church. This little piece of unleavened bread has no yeast in it; just a little flat piece of bread, and these kind of newfangled cups. Right, it symbolizes the broken body of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, "Eat, this is my body that is broken for you." And then this grape juice symbolizes. In the Bible, the fruit of the vine, that fresh-squeezed grape juice, the life of Jesus was squeezed out of him. He bled. Blood came from his head, his back, his hands, his feet. And after his death, they plunged a spear in his side, and out came blood and water. And when we drink this juice in a few moments, we are identifying with the shed blood of Jesus Christ the Bible said it's very important though that you not do this frivolously it's just something to do that you should examine yourself that means repent of your sins search your heart forgive anyone who needs to be forgiven I've preached about it for a while now get rid of the old Examine yourself. I want to read two verses today that I've not really emphasized in communion, at least in from my memory ever. 1 Corinthians 11.31, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And this is by God. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. In other words, if I right now examine myself, if I hold the mirror of self-judgment up and say, look, get honest with God, you might as well, He knows everything. Confess those sins. Clean your heart. If we will judge ourselves, then God does not have to judge us. But when we judge ourselves then the Lord chastens us. He spanks us. He he gets out of us the things that are not like Him. And if we allow God to cleanse the old, then the writer said that we will not be condemned with the world. This is very important today. So would you take a few moments and let's pray right now And ask God to cleanse us of all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Every attitude or action or appearance that is not like Jesus. Everything that is not holy like Him. Would you cleanse it from yourself right now. We're going to all pray right now in Jesus' name. Cleanse our hearts, O Lord. Let the cross of Christ, Lord, wash us thoroughly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Apostle Paul referred back to the night that Jesus was betrayed when he instituted communion, or you may have heard it called Eucharist or the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians 11 24 we'll go to verse 24 and when he had given thanks he break it he broke this unleavened bread and said take eat this is my body it's symbolic of my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me would you take that little wafer of unleavened bread out of that little cup right there. You hold it up maybe just at least make sure that you're with me here. Giving you enough time to do that. Are you ready? Now let's identify with the broken body of Jesus Christ by consuming this symbol of his broken body. Let's take this together now in Jesus' name. you thank Him now? We live in such a broken world. Abused, hurting people. But His body was broken so that yours could be whole. He took our sins and our shame in His body on the cross. Let's lift our voices to Him right now in Thanksgiving. You'll never be good enough to earn His love, but He loved you when you were still a sinner. I love you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 25. After the same manner, also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament, the new covenant. In my blood, this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me if you will embrace the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross as the covering for your sin would you take this cup and drink it with me now thank him see the blood streaming down his face From his hands and side and feet. From his bloodied back. From the beating he took for us. We were redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. That's it. Thank him. Our ushers are coming. You can pass these empty cups toward the middle aisles they're going to take these for you so you can come pray let's continue to worship the Lord the blood that covered my sins (laughs) without the shedding of blood there is no remission from the garden of Eden to the cross of Christ blood but in Jesus Christ it was once for all finished work of grace hallelujah